Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. U.S. only. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. It's time for your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds. Brought to you by Floyd's Seafood, Keel Avenue in Sherwood. It's crawfish season. Floyd's Seafood has live and cooked crawfish. Order yours today. How about a little something positive in the Razorback Report? Razorback Baseball, they win 21 to 1 over Grambling yesterday afternoon. 20 hits for Arkansas, no errors. Grambling was held to four hits. Three of those came in the last inning when they scored their lone run. 21 to 1. Every player that got in that bat yesterday, except for Ben McLaughlin, had a hit. That's Mc- what you want to see. Yeah, McLaughlin got on base. He had to walk and scored a run. But everybody, did everybody score a run? Yes. Everybody that played yesterday scored a run. I just noticed that. Will Edmondson had three runs, played in center field. Thought it was strange that Wilsmeyer didn't play at all yesterday. Kendall Diggs, our guy Kendall Diggs, came in two for three, knocked in two, scored a run. <laughs> he then left the game, and Ross Lovich came in, and he got three at-bats, went three for three, scored a run, two batted in. Said McLaughlin, he walked and scored a run. Jack Wagner got in. He had a hit, scored a run, had an RBI. Jared Sprague Lott played the entire game, two for three, two runs scored. Run batted in, couple of walks. Hudson White had a run scored, a hit, two knocked in. Ryder Hel- Hel- Helrick, no, Helfrick, can't read. Helfrick came in, the freshman catcher. He had a hit. Hudson Polk, a grand slam in the first inning. The Hevo Loy had a hit. Souza, the freshman, came in for him, had a hit and run scored. Jason Jones, a hitting star for the game. Two home runs, six RBI. And Peyton Holt. How about the day Peyton Holt had? Five plate appearances, five times on base. Three for three, had a walk, and he was hit by a pitch. Scored four runs yesterday. Yeah, that is having a game. And even though, you know, people are look, they'll look at the opponent, say it was Grambling, they still did what they're supposed to do. When you're a good slash great team and you're striving for greatness, when you play competition that is lesser, that's, the type of game you're supposed to play. That's how you're supposed to come through. And as Van Horn said, we'll hear from him later on, uh, they barreled up the ball. They had a lot of balls with velos over 100 miles per hour. And when you're doing that, you're hitting the ball hard. Uh, they, they, like I said, no errors. And then the pitchers came in. Colin Fisher, perfect inning. Uh, Parker Coyle faced a minimum of six uh, batters in two innings. Got a double play ball in the one hit he gave up. Cooper Dossett may have been the most impressive. Pitched one inning had three strikeouts. Uh, Kristen Fouch came in. Had a walk, but he got a double play ball, so he faced the minimum of three. Gage Wood faced the minimum of three. And then Tate McGuire came in, gave up the three hits. And uh, Logan Forsythe, by the way, the former Razorback, a major league baseball player for, I think, 11 years. He was on the broadcast yesterday. Filling in was the uh, color commentator, and he said, I think they're working on a pitch with McGuire because you can see the fastball. He's just blowing it by you uh, by Grambling. And a couple of times he threw an off-speed pitch, and it was hanging. He's like, they keep throwing that because I think they're wanting him to work on that. So it was like he could have come in and just blasted fastball, 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 and got out of the inning. But he kept throwing a secondary pitch, and it was staying up high and not breaking. And I thought he made a great point of saying this may be a case. Sometimes in a game like this, you're working on something. You're, you're in there not just to get three outs real quick. They wanted to see if he could throw a certain pitch for a strike in the game. Those are the games that allow you to the luxury to be able to do things like that when it's out of hand or you feel confident in, in winning the game and not that you're ever going to be in any, any trouble to lose or for the game to be close. And they weren't yeah. from the beginning. It was 21 to nothing. Yeah, that's the time to work on a secondary pitch that you're trying to develop. Let's bring in Pat Bradley. 
PB, I'm uh, I, I'm tired. Up, to, I, I'm tired of talking about the Razorback game, so I want you to talk about it. <laughs> What's the numbers? What are the updated numbers? Uh, no, oh, no, wait, no, we're talking about. Uh, oh, again? I have yeah, not. Yeah, I have not cause, updated them because uh, we had a home loss last yeah, night. There were some road teams that have come through recently. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it was actually it was a pretty boring Saturday overall in the SEC. I think you know multiple like twenty point games, and last night every game was a one possession game. <laughs> And you had two, yeah, two road teams win. Obviously, unfortunately, Vandy was one of those. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I guess you know, when it, when it, in reference to, to the Hogs, like I've done a few of the Vanderbilt games this year, and you know, they they don't have as much talent as you know they've had the last couple of years. They went on a run last year, but they do have a really good backcourt. And we talked a, a number of times about just the Razorbacks' inability to stop the ball, stay in front of the basketball. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. There, I mean, there was a play with the kid Ezra Munyon, right? He's a really, really good yeah. good little player. And he shot the ball. He's typically <clears throat> not a good outside shooter. Of course, goes to Bud Walton Arena, <laughs> and it's like he grew up there, right? That's what we've come to expect. But, you know, there was a play where, and he, don't get me wrong, he is quick. He is explosive. But he went by, I think it was L. Ellis. And he hesitated, kept going straight for a layup. And he almost ran into Tremont Mark's backside because Tremont Mark wasn't paying That was like. Was that Brazil? I remember, remember a play, play just like that. It was Trevin Brazil, and they did a little pick and roll, and he got picked, and Trevin kind of floated over there and thought he had stopped the penetration, and then he hesitated, and Brazil went back to his man, and then he just he just went on straight to the basket. And I'm like, dude, you, yeah. yeah, don't don't leave him, and even you don't, don't want to leave him at six feet anyway. That's a little jump shot. Stay right. with him. That's his move, though. But he he has that locked. Like that's his trademark. So. If you see that on film a couple of times, you know what he wants to do. Yeah, and um, but it's honestly, guys, the same conversations that we seem to be having every week, where you know, and it's not just me saying it. I mean, I get people texting me, just perplexed. They're like, "What the heck is going on with the Hogs?" And then they'll watch mm-hmm. the game, and then they're like, "My God, these guys—they don't—they poor defensive positioning." And this isn't on. You know, I, I don't. You know, there's only so much I think Coach Musk can do. Um, but at some point, you've got to have the instinct. I just don't see the in, the defensive instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of helping each other on offense, we've talked about that. Yeah, we have some explosive players. We have uh, we have a number of guys that could go for thirty on any given night, right? Mark Ellis, um, well. We thought Brazil. He's he's turning out not to not to be that, but battle. You know, it's battle, right? Yeah, of course, battle. Um, but they just they just lack, you know, any ability, the instinct of positioning, and that's often. I said it before. You know, how to use a screen, how to set a screen, all those all those things that you. You know, there's a reason why the transfer portal is so uh, popular because coaches value older players. Well, they value talent, number one. But after that, you assume you get in the transfer portal, you get a guy that played, you know, three years of college basketball, four years, some guys five years of college basketball. So you don't have to – you think you don't have to spend time on, you know, the, the, the things that an older player should know. Um, come to find out they don't. And, you know, that's why you see so much inconsistency. Um, and, you know, that's the inconsistency. It's funny. You look at the numbers, like, you know, a couple games ago, I think what, we had back-to-back games where we scored in the 60s. And then we have back to, like, a couple games where we scored in the 80s, 90s. It's just, like, all over the map, this team. Makai Mitchell, in the games that he's had in the last few games, Last night, he goes scoreless. Now, he 
going back a couple of games, he had one similar. So that kind of goes to your point about inconsistency being up and down. But you know what's there with him. You mentioned some of the yeah. other guys that can all go for 30 on a given night. How is it that they can't put it all together where you have a couple of those guys have games like that at the same time? Yeah, and, it, and a lot of it could be, Joe, you know, just like the matchup situations, um, you know, because there's going to be teams that want to make sure that, okay, Caleb battle. Here's his, you know, here's how we want to defend him, and that could open something up for somebody else. Um, you know, and then it's just uh, the difference between amateur athletes and professional athletes will always be consistency, always be consistent. That, that's the reason why, you know, we'll just take the NBA, for example. But, you know, these guys, they, every, they're able to produce, um, you know, 90% or 95% of the time. Amateur athletes, the reason why that they're amateur, and, you know, they just haven't reached that level yet. And the ones who have, Reach that level on the amateur ranks. Those are the those are the you know first round draft picks. Those are the lottery draft picks. Um, so I think it's it's just go. It's just a, a level of you know these guys learning how to prepare themselves each day to get this to get that result. You know, understanding the consistency. Um, and I think we do tend to forget that you know. That, that they are, you know, not that level of a of a player to produce that consistency every time they get on the court. Pat, there was a time in the first half where Arkansas had a stretch where they missed 16 out of 17 shots. They went from 10 yeah. up at one point, 20, 20 to 10, to down five at the half. When, and a lot of that time, Vanderbilt went to a zone. They were switching 1-3-1. One, one. They went to a, like a yeah. off 3-2, then a 2-3. <clears throat> they did, excuse me, a lot of different things defensively. And Arkansas missed a lot of, and really I thought, good looks from the three-point line. But when Vanderbilt, yeah. you, you have a team, and, and they were squeezing the paint. They were doing everything to keep Arkansas out of the paint and, and daring them to shoot the three, and they, they took it and missed them. What, what what's a team to do in that situation where the team is packing the paint, you know, giving you the three, but you're missing the three? What's your next option? Well, you know, there's always going to be there's there's a hole in every defense. You know, it's just a matter of if if, if you first of all you got to understand where the ball needs to be. You know, and so you can get out before the the defense sets. So you get a defensive stop, you get a defensive rebound, you get out and run the lane. The zone can't get set. You can find some driving lanes um, to get to the basket because, you know, Arkansas is still the number four free-throw shooting team in the country. And they're, they have shot the least amount of threes in the entire Southeastern Conference, any team. And there's a reason for that, right? There's a reason for that. There's only a couple guys that are making shots for us. So... You know, you, you just you have to stay committed to it's like you gotta play with a purpose. They didn't seem like they play with a purpose. It's like if you know you're not making a shot, then you have to understand, okay, what's our purpose here? We wanna get it to the free throw line, we wanna get it to the elbow, we wanna get it to the short corner. Okay, I catch it here. Maybe I give a ball fake, then somebody cuts to the basket. I mean, there's just so many ways to 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 beat a defense. I mean, the game of basketball is designed to do that, right? I mean, the offense is always going to have an advantage. Um, but, yeah, they they didn't play for a per- You know, they just, okay, you're going to give me this shot? I'll take it, as opposed to sort of thinking through the game. But, again, that goes to, you know, understand, you know good decision-making. And, um, you know, a lot of the times we don't have guys, you know, we've got guys that can score, you know, good, talented explosive, can shoot it, can handle it. But, you know, what's the next step of that when the defense takes away your strength or your number one strength? Do you have the understanding of how to go to the next move? Um, you know, because, yeah, I mean, and they're just coming off two games where they went to the free throw line 34 times. Um, but, again, it's playing with purpose. You know, did they understand why they just came off of a two-game winning streak? A lot of it was getting to the free throw line. Well, they went last night 31 times. 
They got to the free throw line, and they made them. You know, they they had a really good free throw, twenty six to thirty one. That's really what kept them in the game and, and gave them an opportunity. But they to get shot back. thirty. They shot thirty three. Yeah, they averaged eighteen three point attempts per game. No, so, they threw. They shot more threes last night than twos. Yeah, it's just you know, and, and at that point though, I mean, but the offensive numbers are a little skewed because their defense is so bad. It was a high, you know, it was a high possession game. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're giving up 85 points, and you know, a lot of it was not very. You know, the defense was, it was almost like they were standing still at times when Vinbilt was getting by them. And then, of course, you know, one possession, you give up a, a rebound on a free throw. Mm. I mean, you you get that rebound, you're going to be having a different conversation. Well, it might not be a different conversation, but they they could pull out that W. Better chance, um, yeah. The results of the game were deceiving. It's everything. The results were deceiving, though, PB, as far as the score. It was deceiving because of the fact that Arkansas did make the comeback that they did, but Vandy had a 16-point lead with about six minutes left in the game. So if you're looking at the final score, the game didn't necessarily go the way that the final score ended up with Arkansas losing by three, having a chance to actually win the game at, at the end. They were down by 16 right. with about six minutes left, so they were down big. Yeah, and, you know, at that point, I, I mean, would they just start making shots, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. I think, uh, who was it? Al Ellis obviously had a big three in the corner. And, Brazil but, uh, had one. They had back-to-back threes Brazil. that took it from like a nine-point game to a three-point game uh, in a matter yeah. of seconds. But, it's it, again, it comes down to, okay, it may be – you know, you don't have to be a great defensive team, but you have to be able, if you want to win tough games, uh, come up with one defensive stop or one defensive rebound, or maybe it's a loose ball, or you know, you see, you know, there were, again, all one possession games last night, and Kentucky, Mississippi State, that game went down to two guys making incredible shots. LSU, Georgia comes down to. LSU gets a big defensive stop at the end. And Georgia had opportunities to win that game. The Arkansas game, you know, you get that one rebound with a kid on the free throw. Gets a, you know, he gets it with one hand, sticks it back, and that was a huge play. That was a huge play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so, thinking about Arkansas and Vandy scoring 50-plus points in the second half. Amazing what Kentucky was able to do in the second half of that game against Mississippi State and score 56. Yeah. And and then both teams getting up and down the floor. Yeah, yeah, they did. Was there was a that was a well played game in certain from you know offensive standpoint. I know, you know Mississippi State and their coach Chris Jans. He's a um, you know he's built this team to be a really good defensive team, a really good defensive team. Um, so it, but we know how Kentucky, you know they they're. They're a unique offensive team, man. They got multiple guys that can pass, dribble, and shoot. They just. But I was surprised that Kentucky was able to put up those kind of numbers. Pat, we got a great game tonight. Tennessee is hosting Auburn, number eleven, number four. Break this game down for me. Well, you got the two teams in the league that have the most depth. They've got the most re- returning players. Um, so right there, it's no surprise that they both, you know, have been top ten teams in, in the country. And you know, anytime you play against Tennessee, they're going to be physical at every position. They're going to hit the glass. You know, I mean, Auburn. I don't know. They get the kid Jalen Williams, who's playing like a first team All SEC guy. He's, I believe, he's still out. So that's a huge. Although you know, they've got great depth, but um, you know, Tennessee is. It makes things difficult for you because they don't make many mistakes defensively. Um, offensively, they, you know, hard cuts, hard screens. So, and I believe it's at Tennessee. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, Auburn, the one thing that, like I said, outside the kid, before Jalen Williams' kid got hurt, you know, they've got two guys at every position that they just come and run at you in waves and waves and weigh you down. Now, with Tennessee, um, you know, they tend to go in a scoring drought. I think that's really been their Achilles heel the last few seasons. But 
they bring in a transfer, Dalton Connect, who uh, I'm sure you guys know who he is. He's a scoring machine. So that would be the only thing that could uh, slow down Tennessee is if they hit a scoring drought. Um, but Auburn gets up and down the floor, man. They, they're they their typical Bruce Pearl team. They, you know, pressure you on the perimeter, uh, try to get the pace going up and down, which Tennessee, you know, in the past, they may have played a little slower pace. Tennessee wants to get out and run this year. I think that's their best basketball. What do you think about Bama Ole Miss? With Ole Miss, they've only dropped two games at home this year, so that's pretty intriguing where we know what Bama is, yep. but Ole Miss has been tough at home. Well, now you start to look at, you know, resume, right? Because these only each team's, you know, we're entering into the last week of play before the SEC tournament. So Ole Miss was a team that was in, right? They had in you know, the field of play, according to Joe Lenardi, um, so you start looking at this is a huge game for Ole Miss. If they can they can find a way to win this game, this puts them back um, back in the tournament field. And this, you know, you never want to go into the SEC tournament thinking you got to go on a run because it just seems like teams feel like that they 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 have the chance to do that, but it just never works out. Because I think a lot of times by championship weekend anyway, the the tournament. I mean the committee has sort of already slotted the teams in. Um, so you want to make sure you take care of the business this last week. Pat, the SEC just announced the, this year's class of the legends that will be going in, um, and Arkansas's legend is Derek Hood. The Hood man! All right, good. Did they do that today? Yeah, it just came out. Uh, I got the press release at the top of the hour, so about 20 minutes ago. Beautiful. It'll be good to see the Hood. You got a good uh, D Hood story? Oh, I got plenty of them. <laughs> but D Hood's a fa- he's a father and a husband now. Uh, West Coast, so, you know. uh, but he yeah he's a McDonald's All American. You know, he was one of the obviously one of the greats. Um, it was it's funny he he and I because Kareem was actually redshirted his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Green was on the team that went to the uh, Final Four against UCLA. So Derek and I were the only two guys that came in together and lasted, you know, four seasons together. That also so, was uh, a bit of an annual trip for you whenever Arkansas, Texas A&M would play in Arlington. You'd end up yeah. getting a chance to hang out with Derek Hood. Yeah, he's a school teacher now. Well, B. Hood's a school teacher down there in... Uh, Rockwall is right outside of yeah. Dallas, right? Yeah. Rockwall. Yeah, Rockwall. So, um, that'll be good, man. I'm glad for him. Pat, thanks. What's that on the, on the website they put that? I'm going to check that out. I got an email from the SEC. I'm sure it's on the website now. You don't get uh, emails from the SEC conference working for the SEC network? Uh, I get the emails. I haven't checked them yet, though. <laughs> Send me uh send, send me your updated graphic when you get it. Oh, I got it. I did it while you were while you were talking. Uh, thirty-one and nine, home teams thirty-one and nine on Tuesday and Wednesday, thirty and twenty-six on the weekends. Wow, thirty-one and nine, thirty and twenty-six. Yep. Now so, don't don't go uh, putting uh, that on the SEC network because that's that's unofficial. You know, I could have made a mistake here or there because I usually do it while you're talking. So, uh, but it's it's pretty close. Wow, what a men's legend. You got Orlando Tubby Smith going in for Kentucky. <laughs> you got the email. I'm happy for you. Chris Lawson. I remember Frank Secker at Vanderbilt. He was a tough, tough point guard. Yeah, some good names. Good All right, boys. Appreciate it. See you, Pat. Take care. All right. Talk to you next CTV. Wednesday. Pat Bradley on Out of Bounds. Oops, my bad. When we come back, oh, I got a lot of this stuff over here on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. We need to hit that, catch back up. We can take a phone call at 661-1037. And later, we got to hit this uh, NFL Players Association list. They rank their organization, all different categories. Very telling. I guess it's kind of like one of those, uh, at the end of the season, anonymously, they can uh, rank and rate 
these different categories for their team. Pretty telling and surprising for a couple of teams, including my Cowboys. It was something surprising. Yeah, there's some surprising about a lot of teams on there. We'll hit that, too. Stick around. It's Out of Bounds. Every Tuesday morning during basketball season, you can hear Caliph Battle when he checks in with the guys on Morning Mayhem. It's made possible by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people. The only stop you'll have to make for all your family's grocery needs. Caliph Battle on your home for Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. 103.7 The Buzz. Center. Arkansas baseball put a hurting on Grambling yesterday, run-rolling them 21-1 in a seven-inning game. Razorback batters had three home runs and six doubles in the game. Outfielder Jason Jones had two of those home runs, one being a grand slam. Overall, he went two for five with six RBIs. The other home run in the game came from senior catcher Hudson Polk's first at-bat of the season where he also hit a grand slam in the first inning to extend the lead to six to nothing. Pitching-wise, Arkansas started freshman Colin Fisher, and he only threw 12 pitches due to the seven runs in the bottom of the first. Next up, Arkansas will host a three-game series against Murray State starting on Friday at 3 p.m. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Is your Oaklawn thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When tensions were high between the Soviets and the Americans, communist leader Nikita Khrushchev did something pretty awesome. He gave President John F. Kennedy and his family a dog. The dog's name was Pushinka, whose parents Pushak and Strelka were Russian space dogs. Pushinka quickly became part of the Kennedy family, and Khrushchev clucked, We have one of our Russian operatives in the White House. But like all good dogs, Pushinka was more interested in treats than intel. Doublebees has the treats you love, and great deals on all kinds of munchables. My go-to is a 44-ounce Pepsi Zero with a splash of vanilla, or a Coke Zero with just a hint of cherry. Delicious! Refreshing. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. This is Pat Bradley, and you've heard it here on the buzz several times about the Casasa free checking account at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Earn up to 6% on your checking account for doing the things you already do, like using your debit card and have direct deposit. Plus, you can use any ATM anywhere and have your ATM fees waived. So apply today for your Casasa checking account and earn up to 6% at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union, serving Celine, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Out of bounds, 
Westmore, Joe Franklin. Glad you're with us. Let's check out the Southern Structural Solutions text line. From the 870 West, do you think you could get Saracen to line up the 0 for 4? <laughs> 0-4 basketball hogs prop bet for the remainder of the season. They like to do uh, the uh, Arkansas special. And they'll do like uh, like last night. It was the Razorbacks minus 10.5 and, and the over. The over hit. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I was on the under last night. <laughs> and about 10 minutes left in the game, I realized this isn't happening. I didn't know Vanderbilt was going to score 85. Remember yesterday I was thinking it was going to be like 74, 64? Yeah, yep. That was the problem, that Vandy was able to score, un- unanticipated. But who, who would have thought Vandy would, for the first time all year, score 80 points and get to 85? They've been scoring in the 60s. Ugh. Oh, by the way, you remember the double uh, R prop bets you and I and Joe Klein discussed? We found four. Mm-hmm. Two of the four hit. And it was two of the plus two. One of them was like two, plus 250, and the other one was like plus 210. 50% is good. Well, if you would have taken the four that we suggested, you would have made money. Because of the odds, you made more than when you lost on the other ones. So that was a productive night from the uh, double R prop bets. And uh, the double R prop bets for the baseball team, several of those hit yesterday, too. Because of the 21 runs. Yeah. That helped a lot. Uh, I had one... It was, oh, it was a good one. I think it was Sprague Lott. And, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Sprague Lott did come through, though. He won. That was a nice one. He had a double and more than two hits. That paid well. It was the Peyton Holt. Peyton Holt over a hit and over a walk. And that dude comes up, and he's three for three for three singles, and he was hit by a pitch. And he got up his last plate appearance. And I'm like, come on, give me a walk. Give me a walk. Dude goes 3-0, and oh, and I was like, surely he's got to have the take sign here, you know? Because there were two other times at bat, he had a 3-2 count, and I was hoping for that walk because he already had his hit, and he got another hit, and then another hit. And I was happy for him, but I was like, man, I sure would like a walk, Peyton. <laughs> Last at bat, the pitcher, three straight balls, he had the take sign, he threw ball four. I was like, winner, yeah. yes, that's nice. That's a way to come through in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably the only person <laughs> watching that game that cared and was hoping for ball four at that time. Oh, get back to the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Um, no, I do not think they'll have it. Bet Saracen will make it prop for Arkansas to lose all four of their remaining games to answer your question. It's not likely anyway, though. No. What? There's, no. They're not going to lose all four. Joe, I think it's more likely than likely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I can see the two road games. Even LSU at home. It's going to be maybe Arkansas favored by a point or two. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe. Slight but favorite. They'll have have a chance to win that one. Yes, and I'll give you that. Whoever they play in the SEC tournament first game, they'll have a chance. Yeah. But now when you talk about, and of course we'll have it for question of the day tomorrow, but when you talk about are they going to win one more game or two more games, that's when it kind of gets dicey. Mm-hmm. These play. This is from uh, J.K. in Fairfield Bay. These players don't have cohesion for Coach Muss. What's he mean cohesion? Team-wise yeah, chemistry? Yeah, not playing together. Not but, playing together? But, but everybody wants to blame the players. Coach Muss deserves some blame here. It, it's the team that he put together as far as recruiting yeah. the players. Yeah. So there's some blame to go around, all the way around. I... I I seem to think I know the Missouri game, they had a high assist total. Because we talked about it. The assist to May basket was very good in that game. Now, they didn't have many assists in the first half because they didn't have many baskets that they made. Now, and they only made 23 baskets last night, which is kind of crazy to think that they scored over 80 points and only made 23 baskets. But they went to the free throw line and made 26 free throws. They had 12 assists on 23 made baskets. That's more than half of their baskets they assisted on. I think... Now, if you want to say they don't have cohesion on defense, totally agree. And that's what Pat was saying. It's like the fundamentals of defense and help defense, sometimes it's like, do you guys even know that? I know they know it, but it's like they don't apply it in the game. It comes down to making shots also. Both teams shot the ball 57 times. Vandy made 29 
of 57, where Arkansas makes 23. That's the difference. The paint. They were in the paint making layups and dunks. Arkansas shooting threes. This one comes from Brian in Hot Springs. I mean, the transfer class was ranked high nationally. Not all Muss's fault for getting high-value players. They fooled everyone on their ability. It was highly thought of, the recruiting class. It just didn't... The one thing that they're missing is length at the guard spot. Their guards aren't long, lengthy, big guards like last year. I mean, shoot, Anthony Black, huge point guard, great defender. He's a very good defender in the NBA as a rookie. Um, Nick Smith was long. Jordan Walsh, long. When you have long guys and they're out there defending the three, that hand's a little higher, makes it a little bit more difficult to shoot. Also, it makes it a little harder to drive in on somebody. You get your shot blocked or you get your shot altered. These guards aren't long, and they're not bulky. Uh, I saw it a couple times last night where Vanderbilt just drove in on them and muscled their way to the basket and shot over the top of them. Tremont Mark and and L. Ellis, though. L. Ellis is 6'3". Tremont Mark is 6'6". Devo, if he's on the court, Devo's six four. They they have length, but it's not it it doesn't compare to what they did mm-hmm. have last year. But they they still have it. I'd put an asterisk next to some of those heights. I don't believe Trep Tremont Mark six six. He's close. He he he's at least six five. And I think Battle's listed six five. And I don't think he's six five. Ba- yeah, Battle, um I think he is they've I- I've heard on TV them saying that he's six five. He he's close too, though. He's. I think I'm taller than Battle. You think so? Yeah, I've I've been around and I'm pretty sure I'm taller than Battle. They uh, have a uh, pretty good commercial that airs, and you can kind of see the difference there. That's why with Ramon Mark, you you know he is at least tall. He's taller than six five. Out of the three, he's the tallest. Yeah. How can a team go back and forth between looking so inept and also so good? This team beat Purdue and Duke early in the season and can't seem to handle Vanderbilt and Bud Walton Arena. This seems inexplicable. Uh, They're inconsistent is one. Um, And two, you go back to the games that they won over Duke and uh, Purdue, they shot the ball well. When you shoot the ball well, you normally win, and they outscored those teams. Duke and Purdue both scored over 70 points, but Arkansas just outscored them on those nights. That's been the key. We, we've pointed this out. How many times has Arkansas scored 78 points and won a SEC game? I think it was three out of the four. They have to score to win. Last night was one of those cases. They scored, but their defense was atrocious and gave up 85 points. Their defense isn't very good. And that's the crazy thing. And Muss's runs over the last three years, the defense has been what they hang their hat on. And he's still trying. Uh, but defensively, they're just they're not good. That's how you explain. That's it. been the difference in the season. LC says it sounds as if uh, playing out like Pat. It sounds as if it's playing out like Pat described it. We've got a bunch of guys at best that will continue their basketball careers in Europe or free agent tryouts at best. Kentucky, Auburn, Alabama, heck, even South Carolina. They got dudes going to the NBA. We do not. Is it nil? It's got to be. We can't send. We can't seem to land meaningful difference-making players. Yeah, I don't think anybody on this team is going to be in the NBA. Um, they're going to play professionally somewhere, but I don't think at the highest level that is a difference in this team. And they struck out on some of the top guys that they wanted to get. Mark and Battle will have a chance. They're not going to get drafted, but Mm-mm. those are two guys you can see putting in some work and having a chance because of the way that they can shoot. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, Pat. Sorry, not Pam. A bandy big guy. Uh, Vandy's big guy was by far better than ours, and he played like he was on his home court and didn't understand the two techs by us. Um. Yes, A.1. Vandy's big guy dominated last night. Lubin, 19 points, 9 of 10 from the field, 12 rebounds, had a couple of offensive rebound putback slams. He dominated Arkansas's big guys last night. Mackay wasn't the Mackay we've seen the last two weeks. He struggled last night. Lubin took it to him, pushed him around a little bit, wouldn't let him get that position, just seemed frustrated all night long. The, I'll explain the technical. I saw it when it happened. So it goes back to when Arkansas was on defense. And Devo was blocking out 
I think it was Lubin, was blocking him out. Lubin grabbed Devo from behind and slung him to the ground. Just literally slung him to the ground. Devo got up and got away with an elbow to the chest. Officials didn't see it. I think either the shot was good or Arkansas got the rebound. I can't remember what happened. But when Devo got up, he gave a good forearm or a good elbow to the chest of Lubin. Then they take off running to the other end. Play happens. I think a foul is called. Devo goes up to Lubin talking some smack. You know, it's like, dude, he just threw him to the ground. Like, if the officials would have seen that, that's probably that's an intentional, maybe a flagrant one. But they missed it. Devo was mad, walked up, started talking some trash. Then Lubin starts talking trash back. They go back and forth. Both get a technical foul. Well, Battle was basically egging it on. And he got really close to Lubin, just clapping real loud, just clapping. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Just antagonizing him. So he got a technical also. So it would have been offsetting technicals, nobody shooting free throws, but because of what Battle did, that's the second technical on Arkansas. Vandy shoots the free throws. Then Arkansas comes back down. I think it was uh, Tremont Mark. Was it Mark? Mark or Battle? One of them went to the free throw line and made their free throws. But that's exactly it. All started on the other end when Devo just got pulled from behind, slung to the ground. The refs are going to try to take control of the game at that point, too. And so if it is more than one player that's involved, that's why you have multiple texts being given out because they want to make sure it doesn't get beyond that. It doesn't escalate. And that was kind of the end of Devo's night. He didn't play a whole lot after that. He had 12 minutes and 41 seconds. That happened around, I think, the 12-minute mark. So he may have only played about four more minutes the entire game. But, I mean, maybe maybe that messed with Devo's head. I don't know because he wasn't playing well last night. He defensively, he, he was beaten a couple of times, wasn't staying in front of his guy, 0 for 3 from the field. He uh, missed a little uh, shot that he normally makes, cutting through the lane to his left, a little short four-footer, missed it, missed a, a wide-open three. I don't remember the third shot he missed, but I uh, had a couple of rebounds, had an assist, had a turnover. Not much from Devo last night. Not 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 one of his better games. You, you think about Devo and Mitchell, goose eggs, that hurts. Tough to win on those nights. We'll take a break. We can take some calls when we come back. We'll wrap up hour number two. State tournament is underway. Saw where the Volonia girls moved on. They were the number one seed. They took care of business. Only two upsets yesterday. 32 games in the first round. Only two upsets. Jacksonville boys, they were a four seed. Knocked off the number one seed, Nettleton. So that was a nice upset. But we knew the four, that you know the central was loaded good teams. And then Warren. Warren knocked off Subiaco Academy and man, I saw where Subiaco Academy was in the top 10 overall in the state in, in some polls. So that was a good win for Warren. But the only two upsets were the higher C beat the lower C. So 30 of the other 32 games, chalk. Stick around. We'll wrap it up. Hour number two next. It is Out of Bounds. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Attention Arkansans, low interest rates are back at Red River Ford of Cabot. And we've got a huge selection of new Ford F-150s. And you can get 1.9% for 72 months. Folks, you heard me right, 1.9%. Like I said, low interest rates are back. And at Red River Ford, we've also got the discounts to go along with it. Make that easy drive here to exit 19 or check us out at RedRiverFordCabot.com for Arkansas's best buying experience. There is nothing better than calling the Hogs with your fellow Razorback fans. And now is the time to join the team and become a part of the Razorback Foundation. Fans can join for as little as $4.17 per month. The financial support provided by Razorback Foundation members makes a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience possible for more than 465 student-athletes. Your gifts provide scholarships, academic support, training, and nutrition, as well as professional and personal development assistance. Being a member allows you to access season tickets, priority seating, and parking, 
tailgating, invitations to exclusive coaches and player events, as well as 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your support will help the Razorbacks continue on the path of success and bring home even more SEC and national championships. Already a member? Great. You have until March 1st to renew your membership. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit RazorbackFoundation.com. That's 479-443-9000 or RazorbackFoundation.com. Go Hogs! Some people aren't easily inspired. They require a little more craftsmanship, more elegance, more excitement. Some people are inspired and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its selection as a car and driver 10 vest. GV80 for its soft quilted leather, reclining and heated second row seats, and for its IIHS top safety rating. What inspires you? The all-new Genesis of Conway. The future of luxury today. Rock and Roll Sushi and Origami Sake are coming together to invite you to attend the fourth annual American Craft Sake Festival this weekend in Hot Springs. Sample sake from more than 12 breweries and over 30 styles. Also, sumo wrestlers all the way from Japan. They'll be wrestling this weekend in Hot Springs, and they'll be in the zone coming up on Friday while we broadcast live from Oaklawn in Hot Springs. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi with five locations in Central Arkansas and Origami Sake, locally owned in Hot Springs and the largest domestically owned sake brewery in the country. For more details, go to CraftSakeFest.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you know, we've talked so much about that hometown feel and what it's like at Southern Bank. But if you're a commercial investor, they need to come talk to you. We're involved with a lot of customers that have projects across the United States. Those projects can be some of the biggest projects you would see in your communities. So really, there's no project that's too large for us to look at. If somebody's interested in learning more about what Southern Bank can do for their commercial investments, how do they get in touch with you? You just pick up the phone and call me at 501-424-0900. Just love to talk to you about your project, see what you've got going on, and see how we can be a help to you. And you talk about being a help. You really invest into your commercial investors by helping them through the process, looking at things to look out for along the way. I like to think we can throw things off of each other, listen to different viewpoints, and come to the best decision. If you want to learn more, go online, bankwithsouthern.com, or call Chris, 424-0900, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day Is it out the most the king? Yo, about a thing, uh, yeah, feel real good, wait What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. just saw where the NBA has spoken. The Knicks had protested their loss to the Houston Rockets. That came back in February, February 12th, about two weeks ago. Uh, it resulted in the game uh, shooting foul was called incorrectly on the Knicks' Jalen Brunson for making contact with Aaron Holiday. It was a last-second shot. The uh, NBA, after looking at this protest, said that the uh, Knicks were required to demonstrate that there was a misapplication of officials of the in the, of the official playing rules. And there was an error in judgment by the game officials. There was. Well. That, that wasn't a foul. And they clearly can review the film to see that Jalen Brunson never made contact. NBA says New York did not demonstrate a misapplication of the playing rules and the extraordinary remedy of upholding a game protest was not warranted. And that's just simply because they're not going to do that. They're not going to replay a scenario in a game to see what the alternate result would be to make a different result if it happens differently when they play it out. They're not going to do it. Sorry, 
but not sorry. It's just like the Knicks just benefited from a win against the Pistons where the NBA did come out and say that there could have been, there should have been a foul called on the play. You think that if the Pistons, if if they go in and try to have that game played over at the end, you think it's going to happen? Even with the NBA admitting that there was a foul that should have been called, it's not happening. The Jets have said uh, it's okay if uh, Zach Wilson wants to leave. They've uh, okayed it. They're not going to uh, put a tag on him. They said if you want to leave, that's fine. You can seek a trade. He's in a good, as good of a situation as he's going to be in. Now, if he just wants to be out of New York, that's one thing, but it's not like he's going to get traded and be a starting quarterback somewhere. No. If he gets traded, he's going to be a backup. He's already a backup where he is. So what's the difference there? But going across the river and go to New York, Giants. <laughs> Caleb Williams. So it's always a big deal with uh, whoever is potentially the number one overall pick. If they want to go to a certain team, the team that's at the top of the draft, well, Caleb Williams said that this is what he's been preparing for his whole life since he was 10 or 11 years old, that that's what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. So he said it's intriguing in thinking about the Bears. He said he loves Jordan. He loves Walter Payton, deep dish pizza. Hmm. So everything is setting up for him going to Chicago. But he also expressed that there's interest with the Commanders because of Cliff Kingsbury being there. So he is somebody that's putting it out there and leaving the options open, and he's not saying, I don't want to go somewhere. And that, a lot of that talk comes from it's media-generated where they'll say, oh, this player doesn't want to go to this team that's mm-hmm. drafting number one. Players, they take pride in being drafted number one. Yeah. And then they take pride in the fact that if they are taken as that number one overall pick as a quarterback – now they're going to have a chance to change that franchise moving forward. I like he said, yeah, I'd, I'll play for the Bears. And if, you know, they trade the pick, I'll, I'll, I'll like to play for that team too. Leaving the options <laughs> Whoever picks open. me. State me number one. So look at what's trending. Coming up in hour number three. Oh, this is cool. We're going to talk with uh, Lauren Mallett-Hayes. She is Ryan Mallett's sister. And she is now the CEO and co-founder of the Mallet Family Foundation. They've created this nonprofit today. It started, and they're raising money in Ryan's name to help disadvantaged kids and uh, the youth because that was close to Ryan's heart. So we're going to find out more about their foundation and what they're trying to do when we come back. One more hour to go. Stick around. It's out of bounds. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right.